going on, guys? This is Gary. A special episode of the podcast today. So let's see. Today is Sunday, the 14th of July. We are less than a month away from the beginning of the Premier League season, which also means, of course, the beginning of the fantasy Premier League season. So what I thought I'd do is, rather than get way knee-deep into stats and in-depth strategies and and things like that, let's take a step all the way back, because I'm sure that some of you are brand new to FPL, and even if you're not, everybody can use a good reminder now and then. Now, so what I'm going to do in this episode is give you our sort of keys to success in FPL. And there will inevitably be um, some other tips that we haven't listed here. So please add more on Instagram, on our account. It's just simply at Let's Talk Soccer. It's that easy. And I got to say one other thing, too. I am traveling for business today. So I'm down in Tampa, Florida, which is originally my hometown. Live in Atlanta, Georgia now. Um, And I'm driving over to the beach and I'm super excited about that. So come along for the ride with me. We'll go get ourselves a delicious grouper sandwich. Okay. Anyway, back to business. So these are sort of our rules to live by. And we've also posted them on our Instagram account. Again, the handle is at Let's Talk Soccer. Please give us a follow if you haven't. Uh, We love more people. The more, the merrier. We have a great community of folks. And uh, I really do enjoy interacting with everyone. Uh, People are very respectful. And there's lots of good dialogue and lots of good um, idea and information sharing, which makes it a million times better. So I thank you guys for all that you do. We just sort of have uh, a fun platform, but you guys make it what it is. Okay, so here are the rules. And again, these are posted on our Instagram page. So go ahead and make comments on those and add in your tips um, for both brand new and seasoned veterans of FPL. All right, here we go. First one, save chips for double and blank game weeks to maximize points potential. Now, that's not a hard and fast, you know, uh, you must do this every single time. But if you think about it, again, it's to maximize points potential. So if you're going to triple captain a player, maybe you want to do that during a double game week when he has two games. Um, Same goes for bench boost, things like that. Save your chips for um, for opportunities like that. Double game weeks can be an amazing thing. I think a lot of us captained uh, Sergio Aguero uh, during game week 25, I believe it was, when <clears throat> he had a hat trick in the first game. And it was pretty amazing stuff. So um, that's kind of the, the things that we're going for there. And of course, um, you know, blank game weeks are a little different, but if you have players playing 
you know, your starting 11's playing in a blank game week, you can really capitalize on that and, uh, and take, you know, advantage of as many points as you can possibly get. Next up, don't take hits unless absolutely necessary. So that means uh, you're in a real pinch and um, let's say a player gets traded during the January transfer window, a uh, player gets injured, away on international duty, something along those lines. Those negative fours, while you don't see them impact you during that game week, so they don't come off your game week score, they come off your overall score. So they're kind of sneaky, the points are, um, in that way, because you don't, you don't feel the pain right away, but all of a sudden your rank is dropping, and it's because those negative fours add up a lot. So... Avoid those at all costs. Kind of the next one goes a little bit in line with that. Don't chase points. Meaning, there's a player that you don't have on your team. He has a great game week, and all of a sudden you want to um, try to get him because he's on great form. Then you get him in your team. <clears throat> maybe you, you use a free trade or two, or maybe you even take a hit in order to get him in your squad. Spend a decent amount of money and um, he goes flat. That's chasing points. So you're looking for, um, you're looking for more mid to long-term uh, form versus just current or very, very recent form because that'll get you most times. If you transfer in a player, and this one sort of, the last rule kind of goes straight into this one, segues nicely, if you transfer in a player, give him four to five matches to prove himself. Sometimes players have a bad spell of form. Or a spell of bad form. Let's put it that way. A few games will be enough time for him to show you what kind of a player he is and what he can provide to your team. So you make a transfer. You're all excited to get a player in. And again, he goes flat. Give him time. Players have cold spells all the time. It's just going to happen. But if you know, if the underlying stats are good and he passes the eye test and, you know, <clears throat> he's done really well consistently up until that point, then let it ride, right? This is, and this is saying gets said way too much about upfield, but it is a marathon. It's not a sprint. So just, you know, um, avoid temptation to, get him out of your team after a failed game week or even to give him four or five weeks. Make decisions based on data and performance, not emotions or bandwagon. So all of the stuff that I set up until this point, the chasing points, the uh, temptation to get rid of a player because you brought him his team and immediately he's not, you know, getting you 10, 12, 15 points <clears throat> a game. Make your decisions based on data. What is the data telling you? We will post a lot of data. There's lots of great sources. Twitter is an excellent source. There are so many great Twitter accounts out there that, um, that provide all kinds of data. But um, do it based on that, not for any other reason. If uh, Let's just make up something. If um, Madison is not a popular pick, but his underlying stats are pretty insane, especially for the, the price, which they are, by the way. 
um, just because his ownership isn't high doesn't mean you shouldn't take him. FPL is a game of um, monkey see, monkey do a lot of times. So a player gets hot, a lot of people start to transfer him in, and then there's um, the whole FOMO, the fear of missing out phenomenon happens, and everybody thinks, <clears throat> well, i got to have him on my team because everybody else in my league has him. When, you know, you got to think for yourself, do the research. We will help you through those times. Um, sometimes it may not be the popular decision, but it could be the right decision, okay? Um, and then look for set piece and penalty kick takers. That one's sort of self-explanatory. We have posted that already. It was, you know, probably two or three weeks ago that we did that. Um, things will certainly change. That is not, you know, carved in stone list. So um, that was at the time. Those were sort of the best um, guesses, I guess, or the, the best list we could put together. All right, next up, make decisions. We got that one. Um, don't overspend on defense. Man, am I seeing a lot of that lately. I get it. You know, and this is sort of the bandwagon thing, too. Everybody's got to have Robertson, Alexander-Arnold, Laporte, um, you know, Digne, I get it. But you don't need five premium defenders. You don't need five guys who the cheapest one of them is $5.5 million and it goes up to there, including a couple of seven point, or $7 million players. You don't need that. Because <clears throat> now you've spent almost a third of your budget on um, defense and you've still got to put together a midfield and, you know, an overall attack that you like. So don't be, uh, don't be tricked into doing that, you know, and it's just sort of a natural thing because a lot of people start building from the back forward. So you get your goalkeeper in, you got your defense, all of a sudden you're, you know, 30 to 35 million pounds done. And now you're really struggling to find. And that's why we see, so many teams with sort of a uh, weak front line, you know, not that King and Jota are bad players, but they're not um, Aubameyang or Kane or Aguero either, <clears throat> or even Barty. I really like Barty this season, by the way. Choose fullbacks and wingbacks that can earn defensive and attacking returns, so nothing better. Doherty was a great example of that. Uh, of course, Robertson and Alexander-Arnold were as well. Um, these guys get the clean sheet points, but also um, are nicely involved in the attack, too. So uh, kind of get the best of both worlds with that. In fact, uh, I would even go as far as to say none of your defenders should be uh, center backs, except for Van Dyke, maybe, and Laporte, possibly. That's about it. Um, kind of along the same lines stay away from defensive midfielders. Uh, yes, Conte is an excellent player. Excellent player. World-class. Won a World Cup, for crying out loud. But in FPL, not that big of a value. That's why he's priced at $5 million. He doesn't bring a ton of attacking points, and he doesn't get more than one point for, um, for clean sheets. So really not worth it. Look for attackers. You either, yeah, actually all of your players should be attackers. Like we were just talking about, the wingbacks and the fullbacks. Uh, other than your goalkeeper, everyone else should really uh, be able to deliver attacking points. 
Um, look three to five weeks ahead at fixtures and plan accordingly. Um, think about, you know, we post these every week at, when the season goes on. We'll always post three to five weeks worth of uh, FDRs for each and every team. So use that. Look for teams as you're planning your next transfers. Look at those those FDRs. There's a reason that FPL created them. There's a reason we post them, and they're actually quite useful. Again, they may not be foolproof, but you're you're planning based off of data and strategy and not just um, bandwagon and chasing points. Have a usable bench, which means that they are regular starters. Um, they can deliver you points in a pinch if there's rotation in your squad or a player gets injured and you don't want to transfer him out. I see a lot of very, very weak benches. Um, you want at least one player on that bench. Um, depending on how you're currently set up, you want at least one player from that bench who um, is a regular starter. You don't have to spend a ton, but you're going to have to spend something. Okay. Um, just because you have a free transfer doesn't mean you have to use it. Very true. saw one uh, Twitter account. The other day say that his goal is to have two free transfers available at all time. Not quite sure mathematically how that will work out, but I get the idea. Um, you can, <clears throat> you don't have to make a transfer every week. I think a lot of people feel like they do just because the transfer is available to them. Um, but you don't have to. So don't think that you do. Again, look ahead and plan accordingly. And we'll help you do that. Be patient. Not all of your players will deliver huge returns every week. Kind of goes along with be patient. Bring in a player, he doesn't deliver immediately. It's okay. It's going to happen. Um, but let's see. Um, just be patient. You need to do that. It's important. Let's see. What do we got? Have a plan, but be flexible. You know, I talk about sticking by your decisions, being patient, all of which are super important. But you also got to know. Um, players fall out of favor with their managers. Players get injured. Uh, things happen. So you need to be ready. And that's why if you have the available transfers, you have a plan. It's easy to make a decision. If you, um, you know, on Twitter, a lot of times uh, folks sort of, quote unquote, in the know um, will post uh, leaked lineups uh, before a game. And if you put any credence in those, and some of those are pretty accurate, not all of them, but some of them are, um, you can quickly uh, make a transfer or two and replace players and not get burned by um, one of your starting 11 sitting on the bench for his team. So just be flexible and be ready and sort of have a, a backup list. Have a pool of players, one in each position, that you'd be willing to, um, to drop into your team at a moment's notice. Just because a rumor is widespread doesn't mean it's true. Very, very true. A lot of people go around saying, oh, well, I know for sure that Aguero is going to be rotated this weekend. It's like, well, unless Pep is your, your dad or your uncle um, or uh, you're one of his confidants, I'm not quite sure how 
you know that. Yeah, you may get have a lucky guess, and you may be right occasionally, because, yeah, Pep's going to rotate his players. That's, you know, you guess that enough times, and you're going to be going to be right occasionally. Um, but, you know, go with, you know, trusted sources and just kind of, you know, stick with the things you know and the things that you're comfortable with. And just because people get really, really, um, you know, sort of nervous and emotional when, um, when they hear a rumor. So just try to avoid all that. Do your own research and see what you think. Can't tell you how, how many times last season did people, uh, did rumors start that Aguero was going to be rotated? And he pretty much started every game. So, um, you know, if you were an Aguero owner, that could have really cost you if you would have put a lot of trust into those. Lastly, trust your first instinct. It's usually spot on. How many times have you made one move and you're comfortable with it, then you hear a rumor or you start to overthink things, you second guess yourself, even if it comes uh, to, um, you know, who you're going to captain. And then after the game week is done, you kick yourself. You say, oh, man, I should have just stuck with with my first my first captain or, you know, the move I was going to first make. So trust that instinct. Avoid temptation to do it. You might even want to have two teams that you're managing. One is the team where you follow the rules. And whether you follow these tips or um, you have some of your own or you follow someone else's, let that team be the one that you do these things with. This is the team that you don't second guess and you go with your first instinct. This is the team that if you transfer a player in um, and he doesn't play well right off the bat, then um, you still hold on to him to see what happens. Let that sort of be your, your test team. And then you can have your other team where if you want to make all these decisions, you can. But um, just to see what will come of it. And it will be kind of interesting. I think we might actually do that this season. If we do, we'll let you guys know. But anyway, so a lot of tips there. Hopefully some of them are valuable and useful to you this season. Um, again, we have posted those at Let's Talk Soccer on our Instagram page. Give them a look. Add some of your own stuff, please. We love uh, the collective intelligence. And that's going to do it for this week. So until next time, this is Gary down in Florida on the way to the beach saying hope you all are doing well. Have a great day, and we'll talk to you soon. Peace and goodbye.